In a world where coaches are still the main characters, the players are now legally chasing the ultimate bag, and the game of basketball is always the top priority, there is only one brand you can trust to help you wade through all the madness. Hey, I'm Tate Frazier from One Shining Podcast, and you can join me twice a week as we navigate the always entertaining world of college basketball. Every Monday, The Ringer's Kyle Mann helps me make sense of the biggest stories from the weekend. And on Fridays, we talk to our many friends of the program. We're locked in on the best postseason in sports. Make sure you follow One Shining Podcast on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Welcome to the Ringer NFL Draft Show. My name is Dana Hedges and I am joined by Danny Kelly, Ben Slick, and Craig Horlbeck. Woo! We are, as you're listening to this, on our way to Indianapolis, we are recording this on Tuesday, but you're listening to this later than that because we are en route to the Indianapolis scouting and route en route. <laughs> I like. I love to say it en route. I don't think there's an actual correct thing. Okay, I'm not, I think not en route is the correct way to say that, but you can say route in other contexts. Oh, okay. You but say route or route? En, en route sounds way cleaner than en route. That doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I say en route. I, just, I would never have the opportunity to say in route and say anything besides in route. Yeah. We usually do this at the end. Mm. Uh, anyway. <laughs> it's important start. to keep people guessing. NFLdraft.theringer.com. We have big boards. We have mock drafts. I think I have a mock draft up there on NFLdraft.theringer.com right there. So to still oh, have yeah. DK. DK's oh. top 32 big board players, all that stuff. Um, so yeah. The combine. It's really the combine. DK, do you want to give us a little history of what the hell the combine, the combine, <laughs> the combine is? Uh, yeah, so there used to be two places that NFL teams would gather and test players and do medical checks and things like that from the college place. And then they combined them into the NFL combine. <laughs> and, I, and we had a big, no we, had, we had a big debate about this. In Makes the past. plenty of sense. I think um, we have basically to pick up it's, the a, torch, it's a though. it's a it's a linguistic rule where you can actually by by changing the meaning of the word or something it ch you change the emphasis on the wrong syllable kind of deal I don't know someone explained it to me that it makes sense that it's combine what's um, funny is is the combine is kind of just one big panda watch <laughs> panda watch but in a way it is a giant panda watch because nothing's changed about the combine and yet 
after the combined, we're like, oh, those guys. Because it's like, it's really just like, oh, he's fast. I'm like, yeah, we probably knew he's fast. But with that said, double counting. Watch- I love, I love double or double counting something. It's like counting it again, even though you already knew it. It's the best. Yeah, if only we count Tony Pollard's broken leg. Whatever. Okay, so we're going to go through, mm. and as if this isn't a mixed enough metaphor, we're going to do, like, the stakes of the combine. The stakes. Like, what are the stakes for each of these guys? <laughs> and, like, what's, you know, cuts of meat. It's all, I don't know, man. It's all confusing. But we're going to go through, starting with, like, the top six quarterbacks. We're just going to talk about, like, how big is the com- combine for the quarterbacks this year. Mm-hmm. And I think it's worth starting with Caleb Williams, the quarterback at USC. And we're recording this a week out, so there's a chance that he pulls out and doesn't end up doing some of the drills and stuff. So keep that in mind. But DK, is Caleb Williams yeah. a lock to go first? Because it feels like on the physical traits level, like no one has any questions. Is it really like because there's the testing you see on TV, there's interviews with teams, and then there's like medical evaluations. Right. So with the medicals, like Michael Penix Jr. with Washington, they're gonna want to look at them torn ACLs in his right knee. But with Caleb Williams, I'm curious, what do you, what are the stakes here? What kind of cut of meat is it? And then what is the biggest part? Is it the interviews? <laughs> well, before we get to the stakes, I want to mention the stats. If you, according to Fandle right now, Caleb Williams is minus 1500 to go first overall. Dang. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess it's Dang. not a lock, but pretty damn close to it. And and so to me, the, the biggest stakes here, and I don't even like, this is like, what's the lowest grade of stake? Because I don't feel like he has a ton of stakes if, if he's Stew. already basically... Stew meat, like beef, chuck, beef like, stew, like yeah. A chuck roast yeah. is it? Is chuck yeah. low, low grade? Chuck, <laughs> chuck roast, stew yeah. meat, chuck. Yeah, I chuck feel like it, you know, unless he completely, completely bombs his interviews, um, he's already pretty much going to be the first round, first overall pick, most likely, and so therefore, not a lot of stakes here. And and in fact, I would be very shocked if he ends up doing any of the physical testing stuff. Or do you throws. agree with that? Like, yeah. If you could only hurt yourself, why like wh- why go out there and like open yourself up to potential criticism? I guess like I, you know some coaches would be like, oh, he's scared to compete, but it's yeah. just logical. I don't know. I think smart. he should throw because I think one of the the weird things that's happened in this draft cycle is that there's not been a lot of like, oh, look how far this guy can throw it. Like usually yeah. we do that a lot. Uh, Caleb's got a wicked arm, dude. He's got like a yeah. Like we every year we're like, oh, this guy's got a great arm. He's got the best arm in the class. Caleb has like. We'll walk in with one of like the ten best arms I think in the league, ten or twelve uh, in yeah. terms of, like the starters. Like uh, uh, he's, he, it's not in terms of, like distance, but in terms of, like some of the trick shots and like the off platform stuff. Like it's wicked. So I he should throw for sure because you yeah. want to see that in person. I remember watching Anthony Richardson throw in person last year and being like, top five, here we go. <laughs> yeah, um, and he may, he may throw. You know, just to like kind of refresh people's memories about that because there is a lot of talk about these other guys and. I know there's probably going to be a lot of talk during the combine about how he interviews because there has been, you know, some question marks. Like he, he was uh, criticized for crying after a loss this season, and you know, there's going to be a lot of question marks about that. And that teams probably mm-hmm. want to ask him about, and that's going to be a big focus. Like he could take the the focus off of his interviews and things related to that, and and just remind people that, like, hey, look, I got a hose. Uh, let's let's talk about. I got that a hose. <laughs> is that got a freaking? I'll, I'll throw a pee rod out here. I got hose. That's <laughs> yeah. Just go. This here's. The I've stakes. never heard that. Remind everyone he's got a hose for an arm, and, I, and that's enough. You've never heard me? you have a hose for an arm. Is it well? For, you didn't say that the first time. Is it just me? It will move on. If it's just yes, I shortened it. <laughs> he's got a hose. Okay. I think tell, it's me, ben, tell me you've heard the expression "hose" for an arm. Yep. 
all okay. the time. I find it very acceptable. I never thought about it in a questionable way until I made a face. Okay. <laughs> all right. Welcome to my life. All right. I'm kind of with you, Heifetz. That that was funny. That the I just <laughs> went, I just like immediately chill. thought of the ludicrous song for you. <laughs> well, that's not even what Heifetz thought about. Anyways, we can move on. Got uh whatever, man. All right. The Solix out here saying plug and chug. And I'm just like, you know, I'm the crazy one. Yes. <laughs> that's correct. Plug that's correct. Chug. I agree. Anyway, all right. So other next quarterback here. We got Drake May, a quarterback from UNC. I feel like in the beginning of this draft cycle, it was like Caleb Williams, 1A, Drake May. Is he 2? Is he really just 1B? And now it's like, is Drake May even the second best quarterback? It's like, there's Jen Daniels, quarterback from LSU. DK, what are the stakes for, for Drake May here? In the, uh, Before the we get into the stakes, let me give you a little bit of the stats. On FanDuel, right now, <laughs> for the second overall pick. <laughs> Which is a good way to do it. <laughs> yes. It's a good uh, I, I do it all the time. I'm very appreciative. The stats uh, are in route. <laughs> Drake May is minus 160 to be the second overall pick, and Jaden Daniels is plus 170. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it's very similar. Drake May, I think, is going to be very impressive physically. You know, he's got a big frame, big arm. He can he can really sling it out there too. He has what some people might call a hose for an arm. <laughs> um so I think he could kind of remind people as well. So like, how do you view it? Do you think he has a lot to gain here? Or do you think that Jaden Daniels hype is just kind of like, I do think, two, I think two overall is like weirdly up for grabs. I don't think it should be up for grabs. I don't think may wins uh, um, at the combine though. Cause I think Jane Daniels is going to run in the four fours. And I think that, you point. know, throw yeah. everything like that. Like, I think he's got like legit uh, uh, physical tools that like, he's going to look more impressive than may in terms of like the athletic testing throwing wise. I think that may will be better than him, but like throwing yeah. at the combine doesn't, it, but beyond like, ooh, throw ball far, throw ball fast. Like it's like accuracy, you know, like that's not really going to be the thing. Daniels is a great thrower against airs when he's got like an actual pass rush. He's a problem. Uh, the win for May will be in the, in the meeting rooms. The win for May will be in the interviews, right? And being like, uh, uh, you know, a lot of the, the the juice, a lot of the gas on May right right now is like this is a high caliber leader. This is a high caliber individual. Like this guy dramatically affected the North Carolina program and the offensive players that were working around him. This is a guy with gravity. Uh, and that's something that you that you know GMs will, will buy into, whether they're getting suckered into it or whether it's like a legitimate thing. That's up for debate uh, in the meeting room. I, I don't know much about Daniels. Daniels might also have like a really great personality and 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 be a good leader as well. I haven't heard as much about it relative to May. So that's where I think May's edge is going to be, and that's not something that's going to be visible to all of us. So I feel like, well, I'm curious. You're some of those meetings and stuff. I don't know. I mean. What would you ask Drake May in the interview? Like, what's the thing as you watch Drake May's tape? I mean, so like you can start with like, what's the thing as you watch Drake May's tape that you're like, yeah. what so do I'd you want to down. Yeah, I'd sit him down. I'd be like, why were you worse in 23 than you were in 22? Um, and I'm not sure I believe that, like, that he was. I think the offense clearly was. Like, they lost for Longo, right? Like, they had, like, you know, a, a turnover. And so, like, um, I'm not even sure like, I believe that to be true. But I would want to ask him that and kind of like, you know, right, you're going to be defensive. Are you going to be like, you know, you know, it's on me, right? And talk about your differences or whatever. I want to like, okay, like, why were you guys worse in 23 than you were in 22? Um, and I'd be curious to see what his answer was. I want to put some of the, the the plays on film uh, in which he's like, you know, six-man rush, holding the ball back there, trying to stiff arm a 240-pound defender with his <laughs> offhand while he throws the ball 35 yards down the field and be like, hey, knucklehead, what are you thinking? Like, what, what's, what's going through your head here? And then also, you know, go to his like left-handed touchdown throw against Pitt and be like, all right, what else were you thinking here? Because this is kind of sick, right? But like, just like try to get a, a perspective on like what, he, like why he's trying to make some of these plays, what he thinks he can and can't get away with. 
Um, I definitely want to put them on the board on like more complex stuff too. And like, all right, like, like if I gave you progression reads, by on like, the board, you mean like not the draft board, but like have him draw plays on the whiteboard, like on the yeah, like put them the on the chalkboard, yep. put some of my my plays and my my offenses film from last year on the board and talk about like who would you or on the film and say like who do you throw this to? Why do you like these reads? Because a lot of his stuff was like high to low, right? It, it was progression stuff. It was pretty simple. So I'd want to kind of like push his buttons a little bit, but then also try to get into the head of like his process, how he chooses and makes decisions. Because the thing that will kill May if he goes to league and flops is that he doesn't know how to say, okay, I'll play for second and seven. Like right. if he never figures out how to do that. And, and I think he knows how to do it. I do like off of his film alone, but I, if I get to interview him now, I can get a little more data. If he never learns how to get the second and seven, never learns how to fight for another down, like that'll be the thing that makes him a high interception player and, and a liability player. And you can't, you know, trust him to show up against the best opponents because he's going to go and just shoot your own offense in the foot. Like, that's what I would want to riddle out. So I'd be putting plays up on the board and putting his plays up on film to try to understand how he thinks about football, why he makes the aggressive decisions that he does. This might be a stupid question, but how long are these interviews? Like, how long does a team get to speak with a quarterback for? Like 15 minutes. It's like, it's like, right? honest, well, so, so the actual history of the combine is all these teams were like, wow, these guys, <laughs> like, or we need to know what's wrong with their knees and stuff. They got to get, it was a medical report. It was literally about medicine. Literally, it was like they were, not really, but in essence, they were waiting in line for the x-ray machines and they still do this. It's weird. They all have to stand in their underwear and wait to get an MRI for hours. And but basically, while they're all standing in x-rays, they're like, well, I guess you guys should run some drills while you're here and we'll like talk to you while you're in line. <laughs> that really is like what this is all about. It's a giant MRI waiting room where they're just like, ah, we'll talk to you guys and just run some 40-yard dashes. So to that point, Craig, they, it, it's, they hire like psychology consulting firms to get it. Sometimes it's like they put plays on where they screwed up and are like, what happened? And the other times they like their tape and they're just like, hey, they're trying to rattle your cage. And then, you know, there's stuff that goes too far, like the Des Bryant thing that was, he was asked about stuff about his mom like, like 15 years ago. Like They get really weird with it. But also they're trying to ask guys about other stuff. Like there's there's this famous story that they ask everyone who's the leader on the defense and everyone named one one guy. And then one guy, one guy on the defense said that he was the leader, but the other <laughs> ten guys named someone else. And they're like, "All right, that's good." Red to flag. Know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't like have that. we don't have like the unfunny guy in our group. It's like, oh, that means it's you. <laughs> there is no fringe guy. <laughs> yeah, but the so DK, you have Drake. So you have NFL You have uh, Caleb Williams first on your big board, and you mm -hmm. have Drake May second on your big board. You have Jaden Daniels at seven. Is it weighing on you at all? Like, are you considering switching? Because I feel like the stakes here, Jaden Daniels might run a 40-yard dash. We'll get to him in a second. Is there any part of you, like if we're going to give maybe Drake May a strip stake, is there any part of you that is thinking you might move Drake May out of that second spot and leaving the combine? Or you're like, no, mm. like you think Drake May should go no, to Washington? I don't think, not currently, no. I, I think, you know, I really like Drake May for a lot of reasons. Like, uh, he has a ton of big time throws, very few turnover worthy plays. Like obviously he's a big game hunter. That's exactly what Ben was talking about in the sense that, you know, I think his his standard sort of operating procedure is to go for the big play and create the big play. And I think ultimately that's a good thing. Um, he may need to go into the NFL and learn to like check it down a few more times and just play a little bit more, um, you know, refined, I guess is the word, or polished. But he has basically everything you want. Like he's big, has a big arm. Um, he can make plays out of structure. That that throw that Ben talked about, left-handed throw, was, I don't even think it was a designed throw. I think it was like a triple option or something like that. And he saw the guy come open and he threw it, threw it left-handed down the field. 
Um, so it was like he has that improvise improvisational talent too. Uh, there's just a lot of things to like about him. I think with Dan- Jane Daniels, I also like him a lot. Like obviously, I've got him pretty high up on my board, but there are some pretty major concerns with him that I don't have with Drake May. Um, you know, and number one is he's pretty small. So I think with Jane Daniels, actually, the the combine is going to be a little bit of a double edged sword. I wonder if he'll weigh in. Then this is something I think will be interesting yeah. is how heavy he's going to be. Jaden Daniels. Yeah, because he, he, so I think he's been reported to play around like 210 pounds or something like that. He has a pretty tall and thin frame. Because he's 6'4", right? 6'4", yeah. 210. Yeah. That's, and that if, is, if, he's, if, if he's 210 on the film that I'm watching, man, I don't know where he's keeping it. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I have my doubts. But you know yeah. he's 6'4", six, six, under 200 pounds? Potentially. I think he's probably a little bit over 200. I think What's scary like is like, I was trying to find other athletes that were around 6'4", 210. Martavis Bryant is 6'4", 210. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that that man is idea. skinny. So the idea is... So, yeah. So why that matters, number one, he is part of the allure of Jaden Daniels and part of the reason he's so exciting is because he runs for a million yards. He's extremely explosive. He, he like rips off all these 50-yard touchdown runs in, in Also, sorry, just that we're bearing the lead here. Jane Daniels won the Heisman Trophy this year at LSU, and in part because he is the first quarterback in FBS no. history no. to have... Oh, I have it right. No, it's gone. He had, like, better stats than Joe Burrow. Right. He he led the country in total yards, yards per game, yards per play, and touchdowns. Like, he was he was insanely awesome this year. I don't think huh. we're burying the lead, though. I think that... that this is a draft show, and the lead is, is he 203 or 210 pounds? Not that he win the Heisman <laughs> Trophy. Uh, that's what I believe in. Nick, that's, um, what the, that's what the Combine show is for, is to speculate about his weight. Yeah. But can I get, let me get to my point real quick. Because if he's 200 pounds at 6'4", and you're expecting him to run all over the field as a pro, go watch the highlight tape of him getting absolutely freaking blown up. Our buddy Nate Tice said he has a little bit of Johnny Knoxville to his game. I thought I was like, I've never been more jealous of a comp in my life because he he gets absolutely wrecked like once a game. He, he'll he, like jump yeah. up in the air and get like cartwheeled around. Like the, the man needs to learn to protect himself. And right now that <laughs> instinct is not apparent to me. And if he's six four, two hundred pounds, that worry that worries me. Everything else about him for the most part, like obviously not everything, but like Overall, I'm very excited about Jaden Daniels in the NFL. I'm super excited about him in fantasy. There's a lot of things to really love. That, to me, is nagging in the back of my mind, though. Um, you know, that's like mm-hmm. one of the big things. And I think there's that's just a stupid question. Yeah. Why does it matter, him being super thin? Because here's why. I, I hear what you're saying. I think there's height. There's obvious, like, Bryce Young, Kyler Murray, can you see over the line? Then there's, like, can they take hits? I think the flip side is, like, Lamar, very thin. But some guys, they don't actually ever get hit, right? Like, the, like, uh, mm-hmm. like Kyler Murray is really good at affording. I, I think Lamar Jackson's incredible at going out of bounds and not taking a hit. You know who else kind of, I, I think what's crazy, though, looking at Jaden Daniels is, to your point, Dick, he's kind of like a golden retriever that's just running around the house, and like running into walls and like doesn't know when to stop. He's running right at linebackers. And here's the thing, though. I feel like it doesn't matter how big you are. Anthony Richardson was like that. Anthony Richardson's 30 pounds heavier. He got immediately injured like twice in like six quarters because he didn't know his limitations. And so I almost wonder, it doesn't matter how big you are. If you don't have the self-preservation to not take hits at the NFL level, I feel like it. I feel like whoever takes him 
unless they actually make mm-hmm. it almost the number one coaching point entering his rookie season that Jane Daniels has to stop running into linebackers at full speed. He's not going to have a long. <laughs> I feel like the, the, I mean, yeah, the actual stop doing it is the point. That's a that's a very fair point. I think yeah. I think the, the the only thing I would counter is like physics wise. Uh, when you're 240 pounds and you get hit by a linebacker, like you're going to give more of the action than like you're going to get a lot of the time. Like look at Josh uh, Allen, like Josh Allen is reckless and he pretty much yeah. plays 16 games every yeah. year. Cause he's because he's like times. bigger and stronger and heavier yeah. than everyone trying to tackle him. And that's and also, true. I, Josh I think with, is, yeah, Josh is also quite good at not taking on hits. When Josh goes into contact, he's usually the one who chooses to go into it. Right. Yeah, if you yeah. watch like a high point of like, if you could choose anything, you would choose just the self-preservation. I a hundred percent agree. Like you're absolutely like the number one trait for quarterback, like predicting not getting hurt. It's like, how well do you avoid contact? Once we get past that, now like density matters a lot to me, right? Your frame, your frame does. And so absolutely, like, well, what uh, what would help Jaden Daniels more in being healthy at the NFL level? Adding 20 pounds or just learning how to like live just like down? Or, yeah. It's unquestionably the second one. The first one still does matter though, even though it's not like the primary thing. You brought up Lamar. Um Lamar, like, you know, Lamar came in, he was 6'2", 215, right? That was a much more, like, standard build. And even, like, if you, you know, Ravens fans will know over the last, like, 18 months, he was dealing with some injury. Lamar came into camp this year, looked a little beefier than he did, right? Like, you know, you, you, yeah, like, uh, having body armor as a quarterback is meaningful. Because as much as we talk about self-preservation, do you take hits outside of the pocket, go to the sideline? At some point, they're getting a free rush off your blind side that you missed. You're getting walloped. You, You ain't making it through 17 games without taking a hit in the pocket that you didn't expect. And and at that point, all you got is body armor. Early on in Russell Wilson's career, like there was a lot of concerns about him running. Like, is this a thing that's tenable? Like, is this something that he can continue to do for a long time? And the thing that I always talked about back in the day is like, if you ever watched Russell Wilson, like he hardly ever took any hits because he was so smart about sliding. You never, like the ad nauseum you hear about him. Oh, he's a second baseman. He knows how to slide because he played baseball. But like, he was very smart about not for the most part. He obviously got hit a couple times, but like for the most part, he would slide before anyone could hit him. And if you take that like from the point of view of the defense, like what's the most frustrating thing in the world? Like a guy just picks up 15 yards after we did the play all pretty well, except he escaped the pocket, picked up 15 yards and then slid. We didn't even get to hit anybody. You know what I mean? Um, so like it's it's a very important thing and it's a great skill to have in the modern NFL. If Jaden Daniels can learn how to slide mm-hmm. and, and protect himself, that he's going to be so deadly at the next level. But if he's not going to protect himself, like defenses are going to start to look at this like, yeah, we get to hit this, like we're going to take this guy out kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that's obviously a little bit worrisome. So I know yeah. we're relatively new in like the, the running quarterback era. You know, it's like a decade old or something. But but wh- where does Jaden Daniels, in your guys' opinion, rank in terms of how how talented he is strictly as a runner at the quarterback position? Like, oh, is, he, really is he up there question, with Fields? Craig. He's different than Fields is so, like, explosive. Fields is like a... He's he's mm-hmm. just so thick and explosive and, and just like afterburners. I, I look at Jaden Daniels as more on the Lamar spectrum in terms of, like, slippery... Yeah, but I, I'm really not talking fast. about what style is he because Lamar is incredible right. as a runner and is very effective in the NFL. I'm more asking how effective is Jaden Daniels as a runner in your opinion in the NFL? Like how effective will he be compared to other? Like what's the, who are the top five coming out of college? Like maybe who are the top five best, like to Craig's point, like if Lamar, Lamar was Kyler, one. Lamar, Fields, Jalen. I mean, you Jayden go back to like probably Vic. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Uh, is is yeah, Cam Hurts. Newton there? 
Um, Cam, I, I was thinking like recent era because that's kind of okay. what you, you you brought up, Craig. If we're like going like yeah, larger scope, like no, Cam's up there. Cam's like one. Like it's like, it's like Lamar, yeah. Vic, Cam. Um, but then like I think Fields, Kyler. I think I remember the Kyler Jalen conversation. Like who's the better runner? I remember that being like an interesting conversation. Jaden Daniels, I think is is in your Jalen Hurts Kyler tier to me more than he's in your Lamar tier or in your your Fields tier. Where it's like okay. Do you want him carrying the ball 10 times a game? I don't want Jaden Daniels doing that. I don't think you design the run game around him. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bit of an issue for me because like so much of his success this year was predicated off ripping off explosives. When I watched like Jalen Hurts run or Justin Fields run at the, at the, at the college level, I was like, heck yeah, let's go. Good play. When I watched Jaden Daniels run half the time, I'm like, dude, just throw it. Like just throw it in rhythm to the open receiver. Like a lot of like he runs as a pretty substantial crutch. And I'm worried about if he tries to do that at the NFL level, he's going to rip off some explosives. Don't get me wrong. He can absolutely freaking fly. But he's also going to get hit. Like inevitably, you're going to get hit at some point. And I'm worried about if I knock that crutch out from under him, can he fully function as a passer? So like, as a pure runner, he's like up there with some of the best quarterbacks that we've seen come out in recent years in terms of running the football. As a quarterback who runs, he's not at that caliber, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I look, dude, have you ever looked at Jalen Hurts' college stats? <laughs> that guy, he, he rushed for 3,200 yards and 43 touchdowns in college. His running back back he, then, was he was ridiculously good at running. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. It, I agree. I think it's like he's not necessarily the type of guy you design your run game around. He he. It's like use it as a as like a you know, like, like a fail, keep, keep the defense. Yeah. Like keep the defense honest type of deal. But like Ben said, I don't know if I love that. Like one of his greatest assets is how good of a runner he is. And yet you won't really want to run him that much in the NFL because he's, exactly, but you kind of have to, but you're also worried about it. And so it's, it's, a, it's a weird, weird spot to be in. It really is. So also, Jane Daniels, DK. he had 30, Jane Daniels had 3,300 yards and 43 touchdowns. So nothing to sniff at. Like he was, he was a very good runner in college too. When you uh, you said, oh, so both those numbers, Hertz's numbers and Daniels' numbers are similar. Around like 3,400 yards, 40 touchdowns. I was just curious about Derrick Henry's college stats. 3,500 rushing yards, 42 touchdowns. So yeah. Jalen Hurts was just also Derrick Henry, even though he was playing quarterback. Same. How many Daniels. how many games though? Were we talking? Because Jalen, so Jalen Hurts played. Four seasons, 15, 14, 13, 14 games. And Jane Jane Daniels played five seasons. So yeah, obviously Henry a, a, on a per game basis. On a per game basis, it's very different. But yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. like it, that's I think the context you look at it, like these guys were running and scoring a ton of touchdowns in college. Well, and speaking of the weight thing, Kyler Murray weighs the same amount as Jaden Daniels. He's they like both weigh six like two hundred and five, two hundred and seven. That's, seven that's inches actually shorter. the best. Yeah. Point is that so I was going six inches to, yeah. I was going to look for height weight comparisons at quarterback for Jaden Daniels, and I actually found a guy, who, a pretty prominent NFL quarterback who came to the combine six five two eleven. Wait, was Thomas Brady? Oh. Ever heard of him? <laughs> so, yeah. So as long as Jaden runs at five two eight forty, we have a pretty good physical comp for uh, for for Jaden Daniels. Just you know, a little, little, little Tom Brady style athlete. And I do think Jaden Daniels could go to the Patriots. The Patriots are the third pick. I feel like it's going to be, if Caleb goes first, then you have Washington picking between Drake May and Jaden uh, Daniels. And I feel like the Patriots will end up taking quarterback third. I will say this, though. I don't think Jaden Daniels goes any lower than the top 13 because the the Raiders, wait, sorry, the Raiders picking 12th or 13th. They keep forgetting. 13, Vikings are 12th. So Antonio Pierce got hired as the Raiders coach. Vikings are 11, Broncos are 12th. 
Vikings are 11, Broncos are 12, Raiders are 13. Ben, I could, was close ben right could now. you do all 32 off a dome right now? <laughs> I could get within like I could get within like one or two on each. There's only a couple is... where I'd be I'd be off. You, would you like for me to try? Should we have him try? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Top 10 is definitely as it's like Bears, Commanders, Patriots, Cardinals, Chargers, Giants. Seven mm. is the team I always give a tackle to the Titans. Um eight Falcons, nine Bears again. 10 is... You know uh, I shouldn't have said with you the most it. confidence. Jets, you know it. Yeah. Jets, uh, Vikings, Broncos, Raiders. We just went over that, right? Um, we're getting to almost playoff teams now, so... You're 13 for 13. Are, oh, this is really impressive, honestly. Good job. 15 is the Colts for sure. 16 is like the Seahawks. I'm getting back to 14. Don't worry about it. Oh, no, I skipped it. Um, Dude. Ah, 20 is the Steelers. Yeah, I mean, you um, haven't missed one. Oh, frick me. Okay. Okay. So the, the, the playoff teams start at 19. And I'm like, okay. So Bengals are, Bengals are 18. Yeah. Jaguars are 17. Who the frick is 14? You know, you can, you know. <gasps> I also, perfect. I, I can perfect do the top so 16 too, but I, him knowing 17 through 30 is also. Well, because once you get to the playoff teams, it's easy. Who is 14? Who is four? Saints! Saints! Boom. Saints! Yeah. Saints! Um, okay. So <laughs> Steelers are 20. You did 19. Who, who was 19? Okay, don't worry about 19 right now. 21 is the Dolphins. 22 is the Eagles. 23 is like the Buccaneers or something stupid. No, Buccaneers are 25. Um, no. Who else lost in the wild card round? <laughs> Why did I say this was easy? Um, I'm running out of steam here. Um, <laughs> Do you want you us are, to throw you were close. a bone You missed here? one. Tampa's yeah. at 26. The, the, the 23rd uh, pick is, is Houston via Cleveland. Ah, Brian Thomas. Yeah. I gave him in the last mock. Shoot. <laughs> And 19 Dallas. was the Rams. But still, this is very impressive. That's oh, a trade Rams? made with a team who beat each other yeah. in the playoffs and stuff. Yeah. The Rams well had a first-round pick, which threw you off. You know? Yeah, like, I'm, just, I'm never used to saying that. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Usually, they don't pick until I'm, the fourth I, round. I thought I was going to die in the teens. That was, that was good. That was very impressive. Thank anyway, you. What I was trying very. to say, Antonio Pierce recruited Jaden Daniels to Arizona State. So, yes. And he's now the coach of the Raiders, and then Jaden Daniels went to LSU. So Jaden Daniels could go as high as... I mean, one in theory, but or second. He's not falling below 13 in the Raiders, and I think the Raiders might trade up for him. That's all I'm saying. So I think the stakes for Jaden Daniels are also pretty high. I think whether the He Raiders is favored the to be the third pick in the draft. If you look at Fandle yeah. for the third overall pick, he's plus 160, and Drake May is plus 190, and then Marvin Harrison Jr. is plus 270. 13 the, to three is the same thing as 12 to three, which was the Trey Lance trade, which was three first-round picks. If the Patriots get three first-round picks, they should take it immediately. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. It's We've been framing this as, oh, should the Patriots take a quarterback, which one, or Marvin Harrison Jr.? I think you, it just trade to the Raiders, and the Raiders will give him the picks. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusion supply. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So that's Caleb Williams, Drake Mitchell, and Daniels. Other quarterbacks here. The next one, J.J. McCarthy. We talked about on last week's episode, which, spoiler, it's also the same day we're recording this, whether J.J. McCarthy is a panda or not. Whether J.J. McCarthy <laughs> is actually a part of this tier. If you know, is, it, is he actually a part of this, you know, is he a wolf in the wolf pack or is he really just Alan from The Hangover, right? Is he like, is he part of this or not? I think he will be a top 12 pick. Uh, yeah. What does DK, he what need he, to do if, at the combine? Does he just like go in and DK and talk about winning, being a winner, having like 58 uh, and two in his life? Never lost. Yeah. Never lost. Honestly, like, it, and Ben mentioned this before, like, I don't know if he has the physical traits to like really, really impress everybody. He can, I think he can scoot a little bit. Like, he's pretty fast. So maybe yeah, if he runs. Yeah, can scoot. If he can run like a four or five, people will be like, ooh, people are going to get excited about that. Can I ask um, a stupid question again? How is a four four for Jaden Daniels like almost historic and a four five is like, yeah, nice. It's, it's, it's a tenth of a I, second. Not very many quarterbacks have run four four. First of all, yeah. So, firstly, four four is cooler than four five. Like, it just just say it. Four four, four, four is five. faster yeah. than four yeah. five. So, uh, firstly, there's that like a hundred percent. But um, you remember when we had to talk about like Craig running a f- sub five or whatever, which like, I do not believe I can. It's it's the, the Richter record. scale. Whatever, Craig, you could do it. It's I, the Richter <laughs> scale. Four four is exponentially better than four five. Running yeah. a four four is way faster than running a four it's, five. If there if there is a particular tenth that you want to be able to to, <laughs> to pass, it is unquestionably four five. Four three is even harder. I don't know yeah. if you heard about but, that, but yeah, four yeah. three is much harder and and very much more impressive if you can do it. Um, I think that like so, Jay running a four four like like that's that's great. That's very clearly like you are a quarterback who can run and be very dangerous when you run territory. A 4-5 for McCarthy, I know DK said that'd be cool. That would, I think, be very impressive and a big yeah. deal for me. I don't think McCarthy is is a 4-5 player. I think he's probably more around like a 4-6 player, which you're kind of like, oh, it's a tenth of a second. Yeah, but like, you know, 4-6 is more of your like, uh, I'm like looking at 4-6 quarterbacks right now. Brett Hundley, Easton Stick, Donovan McNabb, Joshua Dobbs, right? Mm-hmm. Ian Book. This is more of your like, they can run and Functional. get you. Yeah, Functional. but like, you know, it's not like, a, you know, ripping off big gains. Um, McCarthy, I just don't think has like that top tier athleticism. Uh, this was a big debate on football Twitter like last week. We'll, we'll see. If he runs a 4-5, great. That is legitimately stock up for me on uh, on McCarthy. So, yeah. Uh, he's going to he's gonna have the same questions, I think, as uh, Jaden Daniels in, some, in a sense of how much does he weigh. It, it would not surprise me if him and Jaden Daniels decided not to weigh in. Because yeah. the other thing with McCarthy is he's like 200 pounds or something. And, um, or, you know, that's what people think he is. I can't so believe it, you can refuse to weigh in. Like, this is well, a medical examination say. and you're not allowed to, yeah. and you can choose not to weigh in. Well, these aren't their doctors. The, the whole thing's really weird. It's like, this is I, literally like you're yeah. being examined by doctors in an adversarial way. They're trying to find things wrong from you. And the players are low-key trying to hide it. It's really yes. weird. 
I will say though, like 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 DK, you are saying like oh like maybe not weigh in. That doesn't happen that often in indie, dude. Like I mm. I can't think of off the top of my head a player like being like here's my height, here's my wingspan, arm length, and they're like all right, hop on the scale, and they go no, right? This is a, a prevalent thing in this cycle because Devondre Sweat, the defensive tackle out of Texas, went to the combine or excuse me, went to the Senior Bowl, right. and elected not to weigh in despite the fact that he had his arm length and his hand size and he had his height measure, but he didn't weigh in because he's very big boy and he's trying to lose weight before Indy. Um, a player at Indianapolis participating otherwise in the athletic testing and like in height weight, but in height arm length and choosing not to weigh in to me, like that would be a very surprising and big deal. Uh, I don't like I, that would not be a hand wave away thing for me, whether it's Shady Daniels, JJ McCarthy or anyone in between. What if McCarthy meditated on the scale to distract everyone from the number? Yeah. And he just DK, said, DK, is there somebody who didn't weigh in that I'm forgetting? Um, I can't. What did Bryce Young do? I can't remember. Did Bryce Young get measured height wise at just the combine? Chugged, he just plugged and chugged until he was like 205 <laughs> it pounds. It says here Bryce Young testing. measured. Bryce Young weighed in at the combine. He came in at 5'10, 204. Okay. And, and then, then we were all like, no. The, the other people and that. Then, and NFL exec anonymous source that it was a manufactured weight or something. It was a great, great team. All water weight. The. Yep. Uh, I, you're right. It's probably very not common. But I, the other one that I was thinking of is like Kenny Pickett in his hands. Remember oh, like there was massaging a his yes. hands to get them as big as possible. <laughs> yes, Kenny Pickett yeah. did opt out of hand size measurement. That is correct. I, I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure I remember that. Yeah. So uh, you know, there's a. I think there's a handful over the years where guys are like handful. Oh, get it? Yeah. Um, maybe well, maybe well, even like worse? a Kenny Pickett handful. Like which what would be worse if JJ McCarthy weighed himself and came in underweight, or he just refused to weigh himself? Like what is worse? No, for his refused reputation? to weigh in is absolutely worse. Right. He's he's not he's not enough of an outlier to not weigh in. You're probably right. I think this is yeah. all. This is me just actually bringing up the point that like he's like two hundred. He's he's listed at two hundred three, which means he's yeah. probably lighter. Um, and so if he is sub two hundred pounds, there's not a lot of NFL quarterbacks out there that are sub two hundred pounds. And what is he six two? Six three. Listed yeah. at six three. Um, you know, obviously it's not the end all be all or the be all end all. How do you say that? Is it be all end all? All be end be. End all, be all. I think I just. I think I realized. End all. (laughs) I realized halfway through my life that I was saying it backwards. But anyway, uh, did you say it's not the be all end all? That's right. Yes. Wait. Be all end all is correct, but we've said so many iterations now that it sounds wrong. End all be all is correct. Yeah, I can't even. Now I can't even remember what I said. But anyway, oh my god, no, it's not the dictionary. Be all end all. Yeah, I used to say end all be all. And then I was that's like, that's wrong. I was told that's incorrect. I'm now no longer <laughs> screwing with you guys. Initially, <laughs> I was. But let me say for the record, it's be all end all. It makes sense that end is at the end, right? The be all well, end all is at the end. But none, yeah, of it, none of it. What is the etymology of this expression? Ben, what is look the it point? Um, anyway, I don't huh. remember what I was talking about. He, it's not the most important thing if he weighs over 200 pounds or not. But like the, the concerns are valid for that for, for Jade Daniels and for JJ McCarthy that they're mm-hmm. like have slight frames that could struggle to take the physical rigors of the NFL. This yeah. was a big question mark when it came with, to Joe Burrow, and he has gotten hurt quite a few times. Like, obviously, it's not because he's skinny, but that does, I think, probably in the minds of some uh, NFL evaluators, worry them a little bit. Yeah. So I, I remember, um, yeah, so back when we weren't sure what Young was going to weigh, if he came in at under 200 pounds and still went in the first round, he was going to be the first sub 200 pound guy to ever go in to go in the first round since 2000. I think it was because mm. uh, like obviously like a lot of the guys way back in the day weighed 
less because like everybody just weighed less at the time. So you and typically they had just do- fought in World War Two and you hadn't been eating that much, you know? Yeah. So I'm looking at at uh, at quarterbacks went through the combine with a weight below 200 pounds. You're getting into your uh, Doug Flutie territory, Ty Detmer, Pat White, uh, Coy Detmer, a lot of Detmers, uh, Chris, <laughs> uh, a lot of kind, Jim Sorge. <laughs> Paul Smith, right? Like that's the list a multitude you're looking at. of Detmers. Yeah, yeah, more Detmers than you're used to seeing. That's for sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, if if um, let's say McCarthy comes in at like 205, right? I mean, you're looking like there just are not a lot of quarterbacks who have gone through the combine recently at that size. Like that's Trace yeah. McSorley size. That's Tyler Huntley weight. Really? That's Trace Seneca McSorley. Walsh. Is that was that size? All of these quarterbacks yeah. have become wildcat gadget failures. When I think about Trace McSorley, I think he's the smallest. Trace McSorley in was the NFL. six was six foot and an eighth, so just over six foot, two hundred and two pounds. Wow, that's what he came in at. He is, and then he ran a four five seven, and he had a, a four twelve short shuttle. Get that man on a cornerback plan asap. <laughs> he should be playing cover three. All right. Uh, so yeah, to me, like again, like if, if if JJ comes in at six three two oh five. I'll hop on here on the pot afterwards and be like, there's legitimate size concerns with, with JJ McCarthy because there are. Yeah. And, and everybody, I'm sure everybody listening is like, oh, we're really quibbling about a few pounds. But that's what you do at the combine. This is why we do it. This is a combine. That's why they pre- combined it. And, yeah. and, and it is meaningful. It does not mean that everything McCarthy's done to this point in his career is bad. It doesn't mean that McCarthy going forward will be bad. But it means that the league typically doesn't see players of this size succeed at this position. Mm-hmm. So you, you got to go back to the film and be like, all right, is he capable of becoming a statistical outlier? And, and if you draft him at the, with the 13th overall pick, you, you're putting a lot of resources on a young man. You right. have to really feel with conviction like he's going to be able to succeed where other guys of his size have failed. Also, by the way, people have short memories. And you may remember last year, we talked about Bryce Young and his size a lot. And he went out and had a horrific rookie season. Not all, Not all because of his own fault right like obviously there was a lot of issues in that offense but I mean if these guys come in really small I think NFL teams are going to be like ugh, this is kind of worrisome you know what I mean um you have to have you have to have size I feel like in the NFL yeah but to be clear the weight the the height was a much bigger problem for Bryce Young than the weight in his rookie season right I don't know it's both it's both yeah I the piece that I wrote was like hey like the height matters but also the weight matters and like BMI which is weight over or height overweight or whichever. Like that matters too. Like you're like, it it's is be all you, end all. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> easy solution, easy, easy solution. All right. I saw Drake may in Vegas this year. And let me tell you, Strapping. six, four, six, four. <laughs> okay. Two thirty. Well-built young man. Yeah. My official prediction is six, four, two uh, and three eighths, two twenty and uh, two twenty seven. That's my official Drake may prediction. By the way, I put it in writing the second I saw him come back to this. <laughs> Podcast later, I'll be close. You gave him the ocular pat down, came up with your height and weight right there. <laughs> as, as my as my wife can attest, I will sit in restaurants and I'll just look at guys walking by and be like, 6'1", 225. Like, I just like, this is, I will pass the time like this. 33 to an eight. 33 to an eight. I love that. Charms, for sure. I, I, that's Drake a show. Bay, yeah, I want Ben Drake, at the combine. Get a camera on Ben. It's such a good show. Yeah. <laughs> yes, just, just me guessing heights and weights, but not being <laughs> offensive, but also guessing heights and weights. <laughs> I right. I Drake May. I tell you, Drake May is going to come in. Nice combine. Good. Well, strapping young lad, Drake May is. I'm telling you, and that's going to matter. Standing next to this is why, like, they didn't want to like last year. They didn't want Bryce to stand next to Anthony Richardson because NFL like evaluators are going to be like, I'm going to take that guy over that guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he looked like you a Russian I mean? nesting doll. Like, <laughs> like, like there were two dolls My between him and Richardson. It's like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito on the set of Twins. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like for Honestly. real, it, it doesn't matter. It's it's uh you know you hear scouts and and evaluator NFL evaluators talk a lot about like you have to see someone in the flesh, you have to like go and like actually be in their presence to really get a sense of how big or small they are. Mm-hmm. And so it's a thing. I'm just saying it's a thing. What's he like off the bus, baby? And let me tell you, Drake May right looks good off the bus. Strapping young fella. Couple other quarterbacks <laughs> here. We talked about these guys a lot from the Senior Bowl. Bo Nix at Oregon, Michael Penix at Washington. We talk about the stakes. I mean, Michael Penix, I mean, it's all about the injury stuff. I feel like in the medical stuff, yeah. that's the, the primary thing at the combine. We don't really have any insight into it. But the Michael Penix, again, you know what? I don't know where the line is, but four season-ending injuries in college, it's a bit much. Okay, but like, let's, let's judge him just based on his play. If he, has, if he had never gotten hurt, he had no injury history, where would he be ranked? I still think there would be big question marks. Ben has brought up multiple times, like his ability to throw over the middle of the field is... A, a big concern, like most of the offense there ran either on little short, you know, dump offs or swing passes or like passing vertically down the sidelines. And that's like a huge concern. Can he play over the middle field? If you can't, if you don't feel comfortable and you're not very good at throwing over the middle field, it makes the defense so much easier. Like look at Russell Wilson um, as he's aged in his career. Like it's just hard for him to succeed because he's not good at throwing over the middle field. I think Jalen Hurts has the same problem, right? Yeah. We're, we're I, just naming Penix. really good quarterbacks, by the way. Pen, I mean, like, if, if Penix well, is going both to... both of those guys yeah. ran... Drew Brees. Both those guys run a lot. Yeah. Drew Brees yeah. was incredible at passing over the middle of the field. Yeah. Um, the, the other thing I would say is, like, uh, those those quarterbacks became that, but also, like, there are problems that come from those offenses, right? Like, it is... In the modern NFL, especially, in the, in the Shanahan era, the intermediate middle of the field is the honey hole, dude. I mean, like, that's where you get your explosive <laughs> plays without having to wait for for three seconds, without having to launch <laughs> you down the field, like... The, the, the intermediate middle is, is I don't know why Hives is laughing at me. New jargon. It's the honey it's hole. The honey new hole. jargon. <laughs> we need a little well, sound honey effect. Hole. We need like a ding every time Ben hits us with yep. a new. new jo- so, honey, new jargon just dropped. Plug and chug the honey <laughs> hole. Honey hole, okay. Named after a beehive for its honey. Honey no, hole no. slang for a location that yields a valued commodity. No one I, I got it. Like, we, we got it and it was cool. We just never oh. heard it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying honey hole. Ben, anyway, I've, so, I've heard it. I've heard it, Ben. Thanks, DK. Fun. Yeah. Um, DK, Wait, so DK isn't there usually I, short quarterbacks who have trouble throwing over the middle over the middle of the field? Michael yeah. Penix is like six two, six three, right? Yes, but also throwing over the the middle of the field requires like it's a layered throw. You have to throw over linebackers and in front of safeties if you're if you're doing it with touch, or it's an anticipation throw. You have to throw between linebackers, and unless you you know spend all of your resources into getting a, a quarterback who like. We'll just trust and trigger, right? The Jimmy Garoppolo theorem, but he, the two of theorem, they'll just blindly throw it between two linebackers and assume the right receiver is going to break there. Like, unless you have like a true Shanahan investment, it really requires your quarterback to do the work for you. It requires your quarterback to make those challenging anticipation throws into tight windows where there's no sideline, there's no like line of scrimmage. So there's like, oh, if we miss too far to the sideline, it'll be at worst incomplete. No, like if you miss in any direction, there's a defender there. Like that's 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 why the, that intermediate middle can be a, a really important area for quarterbacks to throw it to. Uh, so panics, like the, the target distribution thing, I think it could change at the NFL level, but I just arm talent wise, uh, I don't see him as a guy who's consistently good enough and timing and arm talent wise to live on just the deep shots and the underneath stuff and, and succeed unless he's in like a Jalen Hurts Eagles offense where like all the targets are going to Dallas Goddard, Devontae Smith and AJ Brown. So there's win with stuff with panics. I just don't think he's like a win because of guy. I think the layered Steelers really good. Yeah, Steelers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the layered throw things a really good point because I think we don't talk about enough about pitch like quarterbacks have to be kind of like pitchers and Penix has those incredible like drop in your hands uh, downfield throws. Kind of doesn't have a ton of other pitches, and like you know, he's kind of always either just holding down the button on Madden 
mm-hmm. and it's kind of like Hunter Green for the Reds can throw like 101 miles an hour and just doesn't have an off speed pitch. And if he had two, he'd be like the greatest pitcher in baseball, and he just could throw 100 <laughs> miles an hour. And like that's just Michael Penix, but with the four other season ending injuries. Um, and then Bo Nix. Hey, you ever seen Bo Nix on his own? Not for me. Yeah, what do you th- what do you think what do you think Bo Nix has to gain here, Ben? Like, what, what, how how does he come out of the combine like with some hype? Interviews, right? Yeah. I think that Bo like they put Bo up on the podium for Senior Bowl, and they do that because like he's a local guy, he's an Alabama guy, whatever. But also like Bo's got you know sound of a quarterback, grow up quarterback to him, where he just is easy in front of the cameras, he's easy in front of the people. Bo's got like you know um. Some of Jared Stidham theory to me, where Jared Stidham, like I would watch his film at Auburn and be like, "What are we talking about?" But he <laughs> threw the ball beautifully in practice, and GMs loved him. And he went in the middle rounds. He's a developmental guy, and all of a sudden, he's going to take Russell Wilson's job because he's been in the league for forever. Teams are going to want a guy like Bo on their team because he has a ton of starting experience. He prepares the right way. He manages the locker room the right way. He's a leader. He can step in as the backup guy. They're just going to want to keep him around. And all of a sudden, four years down the road, Bo Nix is like ready to throw the pill around a little bit, you know? Uh, so to me, it's an interview thing. Like Bo, <laughs> Bo wants to come in and just look, be awesome for coaches, awesome for teams. And he's probably not going to go round one, but hey, like you're going to get picked and, and you're going to be put in an incubator and then try to drop roots wherever, wherever you're planted. Did I do oh. another one? You guys are like, did I do another idiot? Throw, like throw the pill around. around. I like that. Yeah, sling the pill around the yard a little bit now. What's funny uh, about that one is like that word is like, why not just say ball? But it's just more fun to say pill. Because <laughs> you already say the ball a couple of other times. So now you got to say pill. <laughs> you got to mix it up. it up. Yeah. yeah. Wait, wait till you hear me drop pigskin, Craig. It's going to blow your mind. <laughs> I've heard that one, yeah. The Rock. <laughs> You said that like the movie. <laughs> Welcome to the Rock. Welcome to the Rock. You said it. Yeah, that's way. a great movie. I gotta go watch. Movie's that. incredible. It is. We did a rewatchables on that. Check it out. <laughs> Mina Kimes. Mina Kimes was on that episode. Oh God, it's such a good movie. I don't, I'm gonna listen yeah. to that pod. Perfect. So the, there's a little quarterback. A little. Preview. <laughs> Quick little forty minute pan. Yeah, super super we got long sucked quarterback into that, preview. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was the whole pod. We're supposed to do more for this. Shoot the. The other thing I have, so they put the combine on, combined on TV. They used to do it in prime time. I think they already gave up and realized that failed. And I think the, com- the combine is just a giant test of how much people want to watch football. But it's like, do you want to watch a physical take place for a week? <laughs> <laughs> Head on over to the combine. Now they're going to go uh, over here and do, uh, they're going to throw to some guys in the underwear who aren't being guarded by anyone. Yeah, yeah. You know what the outfits look like yet this year? Exciting <laughs> stuff. A- what are the fits? Fit check. So, Bill Simmons did a show this week with Derek Thompson. It was very good. And one of the things, the many things they talked about was second screens and how people are kind of like half watching shows. And mm. I feel like when you're watching a show with someone else, you can, sometimes you get elbow them. And, hey, watch this. It's like you're showing your significant other a show and then they're not paying attention. You're like, well, you watch this part. This is the part I wanted to put the show on for. And then, but you can't do that like eight times. You've got one, maybe two elbow bumps, right? Third's pushing mm-hmm. it. And I'm curious, DK, whether it's whatever it is, Maybe they're running the 40, whatever's going on. I'm curious, who's your like elbow? Put your phone down and pay attention to this guy in Indianapolis. It's like, uh oh, Barry Bonds up to bat. He might break the record. Like, I want (laughs) that. I want three to four moments at the combine. I need to tune in. Uh, For me, it's Marvin Harrison Jr. And that's assuming he does test. I don't know for sure if he's going to or not. Um, He may not need to. This is another guy who might just not need to do any of that stuff. But, Harrison, Harrison, you know, in addition to having a Hall of Fame name, having great production, being sort of like one of the biggest superstars in college football this last year, is freakishly athletic. He, in fact, he was the number two player overall on Bruce Feldman's freaks list, which he publishes at The Athletic every year. It's, it's awesome. It's like 
Feldman goes and talks to like every coaching staff around the country and like finds like the it, it, the most athletic guys on every team. And then he makes this whole list of it. Um, and according to Feldman, he uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. told him that he's going to run in the high four threes at the combine. So if he could do that, the hype is going to be out of control because this guy's like 6'4", 210. Like, and, and also, by the way, he he apparently runs like really fast in the in the short shuttle in like the agility drill. So he's he's just a really ridiculously good athlete. And I think he's going to be sort of like appointment viewing. Go out there and watch him um, and see if he can kind of like live up to all the hype because he's he's obviously a great player. But I think he's also going to blow up the combine. I'm reading this Bruce Feldman freaks list thing. He says, uh, yeah, he says, going to run the high four threes. My diet's gotten pretty strict. Marvin Harrison Jr. says of the changes made to keep sharpening his game. I try not to eat too much sugar. I remove mostly dairy out of my diet. Uh, just preparing myself a bunch of prebiotics with the poppy. <laughs> yep. Yeah, gut health. That's that's the key to a fast 40. It's the prebiotics. For people that don't know, that wasn't actually in there. Craig just likes no, prebiotics. I made that up. I just that, love yeah. poppy, and I want them to sponsor the program. <laughs> Um, but anyways, yeah, he. I, I'm going to be glued to the TV if, if and when he tests. I just love that he doesn't have to. It, it's like when like an actor is a big enough deal where they don't have to audition anymore. It's like, nah, eh, it's fine. Brad Pitt, you could just be in the movie. It kind of this kind of reminds me a little bit of you guys remember a couple of years ago, and I think the reason he did it is because he hadn't played the previous year. But Jamar Chase, yeah, he didn't have to test. Like people were going to still really like him. But he he went out there and he like ran a four three and everyone was like holy shit yeah. this guy Whoa. is legit you know what I mean so I'm I'm hoping it's kind of like that. Any other receivers, DK? Uh, Malik Neighbors is the other guy. He's just explosiveness like incarnate. Like he's so so explosive in every manner. Um, so you know I don't know exactly what he's gonna run, but I, it would not surprise me if he broke four four. And so this if you in your if, draft guide, NFL draft.com, you've comp Malik neighbors to Ricky Bobby. He just wants to go fast. He is fast. He's you, an incredibly, incredibly explosive, not just fast, but like just afterburner explosiveness. If, if that makes any sense. So he's just so much fun to watch. Um, if he runs faster than Marvin Harrison, that'll be kind of fun. We'll see how so that, the, if that the affects 40 time that we should tune in for, for Malik neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like, what about you? Who should put your phone down guy? Yeah, so Caleb was number one. Like I said, I think that like we're due for reminders to why Caleb is such a huge favorite to go one overall, as Craig reminded us off of Vandal. And I think a big part of the reason why is him throwing the football. We talked a lot also about like the other quarterbacks' body types and, and what they're going to look like. When we first started talking about Caleb, I brought up the Jalen Hurts comparison. He's like a, a, a thick body, and if he can run like four, five, four, six, and and be carrying 220 pounds, like that's significant, right? That's like a, a legit size and, and speed ratio there. So excited to watch Caleb throw. Interested to see what he does in terms of testing. Um, so he's like the guy where like every time he's up in those throwing drills, I'm just going to want to watch because I, I, I want to see him rip it. Uh, the other guy to me that I'm really interested to see is Quinion Mitchell, who's the cornerback mm-hmm. out of Toledo. This is a player that I think is corner one in the class. I think he's an excellent film. He went up against Marvin Harrison and, and, uh, in 2022, and I thought he played well. He's senior ball. I thought he was excellent. Versatility, man zone. Uh, Heifetz, you and I ran into his positions coach. Uh, at the airport, and he was like, he's going to bench 225, 25 times. He's going to run a 4-3. And I was like, yeah, right. And then <laughs> Quinn Mitchell was on Feldman's freaks list to start the year, and Feldman has him. Six foot, 200, bench 225, 21 pounds, top speed of 23 and a half miles per hour on the GPS this summer, which is cooking. That's faster than like re- all the Dolphins players. I ran in the 40 and the 4-3s twice for NFL scouts this spring. Bench press doesn't matter at all to corner, <laughs> but if he's 200 pounds, throwing up 225, 20 times, also runs a 4-3, I'm going to say irresponsible things about Quinn Mitchell dog. on the ensuing podcast. Yeah. It's got, uh, so it's got like that dog. Yeah. 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 
the guy we haven't well yeah that first it was funny yeah we ran into him at the airport that was funny but the the guy i'm excited for like maybe this isn't to put your phone down but more like if i could only like <laughs> be live for one moment the where were you when it, we haven't talked about this guy but cooper DeGene, the cornerback out of iowa who is yeah the first white cornerback expected to go in the first round in more more or less our lifetime. Since, like it's since, basically like since the Milt Plum days. Yeah, Milt Plum. <laughs> it's like Jason Seahorn and then it goes back to Milt Plum and Cloy's box. That was the first time that was the last time we had white quarterbacks. Who do you think's better athlete? DeGene or or Cloyce? That's the question. Uh, Cloyce was versatile. Also, Cloyce could fan. get on his horse, man. He could he could really run. He could really fly in the open field. Should we call Cooper DeGene? Just call him Captain America because it's like he was frozen on ice for eighty years and he just came back. <laughs> <laughs> He's a like, what are you doing? A different era, dude. He, he, had, like, he has like he has that that like back backstory too. He's like an Iowa farm boy who is like the state champion and everything. He won the Iowa State long jump title, hundred meters. Uh, he was a three sports star. His his hometown had like two hundred people or something like that. Like now he just needs just to retire a, and start like a like a conglomerate, <laughs> like Boyce Box did. Right. Cooper, Cooper DeGene. DeGene, he can he can play though, and uh, there's some reports that he he could run in like the four threes. So uh, I, I really like him. Actually, he's he's incredible. Um, it will I mean, be very. He could be the best cornerback in this class. Like pretty right. easy, he might be the first cornerback taken yeah. in the whole draft. This is going to be like one of those things where I, I wonder if teams are going to stick him out there at corner or if they're going to try and move him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just because no, of the precedent, gonna... the lack of precedent. Well, well he he I, did play so he, he did play slot and safety in college, so like he has that versatility to potentially do other stuff. But yeah, yeah. The uh, uh, the other thing about Dejean is that people talk a little bit about moving him to safety. I think it's just because he's played around the defense for Iowa he's moved around and like he has the size for it I think when he tests it'll remind us like oh this is legit cornerback athlete this is not a guy who mm-hmm. is lacking for transitions at all 10 yard split L drill short shuttle like DeGene's gonna be like, I think 70th 80th percentile on like everything uh, and I, I'm I'm excited to emphatically stamp him as a clear cornerback coming off of this week my my put your phone down guy is uh, Georgia tight end Brock Bowers <laughs> yep. mainly mainly just because Brock. of his of his hairline Anytime he's on screen, I will be locked in. I, there was a photo that came out from Super Bowl week of, of Brock Bowers and, and, and Gronk. And it, it kind of lit the internet on fire for, for a few days. Couldn't be more underwhelmed. This photo is extremely tough for Brock Bowers. <laughs> it is the most awkward fo- photograph I, I, I think I've ever seen. He looks like an engineering student at Caltech or something. <laughs> The hairline couldn't uh, be less encouraging. He's got like Kenny the Jet Smith knees. <laughs> <laughs> it's all kinds of bad. Yeah, I, I went. I wanted to check in on other first round, like the, the white the white guy tight end hairline list. I wanted to go through and look at all the past first round tight ends, non first round tight ends. Just like what was the hairline on mm-hmm. draft day? And this is the research say, that matters. Yeah, I got to say that there's not many people who have Brock's hairline. All these guys: Hawkinson, Kincaid. Olsen. Olsen is the only one you could talk me into. Olsen's hair is not great, Greg He Olsen. does have Olsen kind of hair, doesn't he? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But Brock Everyone Bowers doesn't else. speak, so he can't be an announcer. That's the other thing, is he says like three sentences a month. Kirby Smart <laughs> was like, good luck trying to get this guy to talk. Um, yeah, you know how you asked how long the combine interviews are? With Brock Bowers, they're like 45 seconds. <laughs> in <maybe>. and out. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, he's kind of got the Logan Paul hairline. And what is he, 22 years old? So um, what did you guys like think of the photo? I don't like your judgy attitude here, Craig. Kyvitz, we, uh, we got to put this photo up on the, on, on the app. <laughs> yes, we do. What about yeah. Jason Witten? Also, one of the greatest tight ends been, of all time. Ever heard of him? Witten's yeah, hairline was much better when he got drafted. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's not doing as well now. Well, it's doing better now because he got well, it. Well, imagine just, Brock, just when Brock he's is pro-ready, okay? Brock's pro-ready. He's ready now to contribute. That's what I'm saying. He's ahead of the curve. Yeah. It's a sign of maturity. He's ahead also, of something. We'll throw the, I'm not sure. We'll, we'll, if you're listening on Spotify, we'll throw the photo up. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> He's ahead of something. Uh, by the way, Craig texted this to the group like a week ago, and I was like frantically texting him all these videos of Brock Bowers being like fucking awesome because he is fucking awesome. And I was like, Craig, you cannot let his hairline influence you in that it's way. It's not this just is the hairline. <laughs> it's the entire photo. Everything that this photo imbues. Okay, you have He's to, a day two is, guy now. So Brock Bauer's mom shared a second photo of like him and Gronk like intentionally posing. That looks a lot better for Brock. I don't know. Oh, I gotta it. see you this. Find it. Let's send, yeah. send it over. Yeah. Um, I, I I will send you the link for it. I will say as I send this, this is a good picture of his arm length, right? Because he just relaxed arms arms all down to the side. <laughs> Too long for his pockets. Brock Bauer's got some length. I'll tell you that right now. He's I, this photo is impressive to me. This this encourages <laughs> Dude, me. The man is the future. The man yeah. is a beast. He's incredible. I love we'll him. throw this up. We'll see if we can throw this up. Also, just so you know, in the Spotify app, you can put this up. You can see the picture that we're talking about in the Spotify app. I want everyone to know <laughs> if it hasn't appeared for you, that's not a technical issue. That's that means that I screwed it up. Like literally, that means that I messed it up personally. Mm. Uh, so don't. It's not an issue with your whether you're in it or not. It just that means I screwed up putting the picture up. So go this, check the it. picture. The, the picture is all time. Just like a bad, bad timing on, just, on that, just, that stance. Awful, awful Craig, vibes. Craig got the ick. We all did. <laughs> America no. got the ick when they saw. This I photo. did not. I did not. If it, if it makes him fall to my team, I'm happy. I don't want my tight end to be fashionable, right? Like Travis Kelsey, exception that proves the rule. If my tight ends walk in the locker room like looking good, I'm like, Art, you should have been, you know, hitting trees or something. Like, hit that's the, not hit the jugs behavior. machine, yeah, bro. Yeah. 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 The auto right. trader shirt's not helping either. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe find no, a cooler again, brand. <laughs> again, but again, do I want my tight end to be like, I sponsor, you know, this cool alcoholic beverage? No, I want him sponsoring, right? Like, he, auto trade. He probably got handed this shirt two minutes before the interview. Is he wearing different colored socks in this photo? God, you guys are being so mean about this. Is that a white sock and a black sock? You, or is he taped up? <laughs> it's, Listen, it's I really will not tough. judge a man for, for I think he's wearing socks. different colored socks. Also, well, that's a whole other maybe, conversation we have to have at some maybe. point. Do you guys? Well, Shout out Baldy in the background here, looking great as per usual. Not, he's not actually bald. He's talking about uh, Baldinger. What, what's, Baldinger, yeah. my dad. <laughs> that's that's honestly the omen of all the guy, the only guy in the photo other than those two is little bald is in his name. That's kind of hmm. anyway. He he has the, he has the worst hairline of uh, in a picture with Baldy. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's tough. All right, let's do an email before we get out of here. Email. All right. Email. It's from Chris. Chris. Christopher. Oh, Chris. We've been on the nervous poops thing grind for a few weeks now. And this felt like the appropriate way <laughs> to set it out. We're, we're, really, we're really beating the dead horse here on the nervous shits. <laughs> well, I thought we were done with the nervous poops thing. And then we got this email and I was like, Turns what am I going to do? Not read, not read this email? Mm -hmm. uh, Chris, subject line, nervous shits dash the birth of my son. Uh -oh. Did he name his son? Well, Solak, I wanted to keep this keep in mind. Yeah. Did it's his wife have nervous shits and then give birth? Crit well, well, that's I think it's common. That is that is a thing that can happen. It's super right. common. 
for women that. to do. It's it. not nervous. It's not nerves. It's something else. It's you just lose control of your bowels. Hours right. Labor. Yeah. Right. Anyway, Chris writes to say, "I write to all of you from the hospital after my son was born this evening." The doctor. Wow, he's us, emailing us on wait, the day his son is born. Literally, don't email us on the first, on your son's birthday. That's <laughs> why I literally had the to read dedication. I literally shout I, out, Chris. Incredible. I write to all of you from the hospital after my son was born this evening. Congrats, the doctor Chris. was yeah, telling congrats. us that it was Mazel time top. for my. He says the doctor's telling us that it's time for my wife to start pushing. And I'm sitting thinking at this point. Oh, so his wife nervous poop. That's fine. It triggered the most instant case of nervous shits I have ever felt in my life. Oh, no. That's tough timing. Obviously, I could not voice this to my wife, Mm. the one who was about to give birth to a nearly 10-pound baby. Oh, my God. (laughs) So he says, I made it through the birth. Barely. I held on for like 20 minutes, but that was mostly adrenaline. Oh, my God. That's the worst timing. Let this be a lesson to anyone who just hang on, honey. Can you just hold it? I gotta run to the bathroom. <laughs> just wait. Just wait. A I second. can't hold it. You I'm have sorry, to honey. hold it, honey. I'm really stressed out right now, honey. So <laughs> between, I'm gonna take a breather. Between contractions, I'm just gonna go take a dump. He's like, oh, can the you fantasy imagine? guys are gonna love this. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting there emailing us on his this phone. This guy's like okay. holding his newborn child, being like, I have to send this into the show. Yeah, Bring that's amazing. Chris, thank you for this email. I will definitely be freaking out about this for the next three months. I appreciate <laughs> you putting this. I know, you're incepting this it. thought into my head. That's awesome for me. Yeah, I, I can't imagine like your wife is like giving birth and you're like, honey, I gotta go. Just just make sure you're eating like a good amount of fiber and the right foods. You know, nothing spicy, nothing too crazy. Prebiotics. Poppy. Prebiotics. Yeah. Prebiotics. Keep it simple. Prebiotics, probiotics. All, all the, every, all the every biotics. biotics. Yeah. Do you think he's going to play this for his wife, this part of the show? I hope so. Hello, Mrs. Chris. Congrats. <laughs> Mrs. I'm very proud of you. Mrs. Chris can just just come on the show, Mrs. Chris. What a just champ. come on the show. You're invited. 10-pound baby. What a champ. All right. Yeah. Shout out, Mrs. Chris. Shout out um, yeah. all women who have to deal with men. That must be awful. All right. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Silk. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, everyone who emailed us at ringerfantasyfootball.gmail.com. Special thank you to Chris. Mostly thank you to, 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 to uh, Mrs. Chris for, for giving us that, mm. that baby. Uh, wow, what a weird sentence. That was sentence scorgami. That's never been said. Um, thank you to Jack for producing this episode. Thank you, Tucker. Thank you, everyone behind the scenes. Thank you, Lord! Lord. Lord. Thank you, Jane's Addiction. Nice. Shout out. Shout out Jane. Uh, I, I don't listen to That's, Jane's Addiction, but I know they're quite popular. Didn't they do Superhero? <laughs> the, that was the Entourage. Wasn't that the Entourage? Craig, uh, Craig can make conversation with anyone. Um, that was the Entourage cut-in. That's how I learned who Jane's Addiction was. They do the, I, yeah, I hear they're quite popular. Uh, yeah, they, maybe they do play the intro Thank song. Uh, Jane, uh, Jane says, good I song. Hope. I opened the Wikipedia page and the, the most recent subheader is 2022 to present. Eric Avery's second return and Navarro's absence. So they're going through a lot right now. Mm, yeah. Uh, good band, though. Uh, Craig I've, hears that they're very popular. I, I've heard good things. <laughs> uh, I, it's like a, seems to be a very cool band to have a T-shirt of. I feel yeah. like they're in that, they're in that you know, yeah, yeah. wheelhouse. I know that category you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, I have a T-shirt of them. You do? Yeah, like, you know. The Sex Pistols or some other band that no one listens to. Ever. There are certain bands in movies that if you have a t-shirt of them, it, it just means you're... It's like the movie Train Spotting. Like, if you have a Train Spotting t-shirt, it just kind of means you're cool. It's a club. Yeah. Yeah, but also, it's, it's like... like uh, it, it's, 
Sex Pistols, Jane's Addiction, you're right that there, there's also something about the name of the band is very important. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's angsty. Sex Pistols. Tra- <laughs> uh, Jane's Addiction, you know? It's edgy. Right. It's, it gets the people going. Yeah, it's provocative. Provocative. Email us at ringerfantasyfootball@gmail.com. Other bands that have just got good names down the t-shirt. Of. What, what, what's the 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 store in the mall that you used to be able to get all the the t-shirts from? The like the band t-shirt? Abercrombie and Fetch. Oh, oh God, what was it called? Zoom. Hot topic. Hot, oh, topic. hot topic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> God, that took me back. Hot. That's topic. a good one. What I got to tell you, I never saw Hot Topic in person. I just kind of heard about them from jokes about people talking about the 90s. I feel like I never saw <laughs> yeah, Hot Topic sounds, in my own eyes. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I think do, I assume they're not still around. Malls, Malls aren't really or Hot either. Topics. <laughs> either. Yeah. Kind of both. Um, is, is Hot Topic still Can you around? go to hottopic.com? Is that a thing? It, it appears that Hot Topic is still around. Jesus, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, they have avatar shirts. Wait, I gotta look into this. What are they? What are they selling to the Zoomers these days? Oh, yeah, so you know, like I just like, started watching. Avatar what is Hot Topic great. stock nowadays? All right, just watch the cartoon. Don't watch any of the subsequent live action material, including what's about to come out. Yeah, no, no chance. Yeah. Great show. I feel like hot- in the in my day, Hot Topic is like where you go buy a studded belt. What do they sell it? <laughs> what do they sell into the Zoomers? Is what I want to know. <laughs> What are the Zoomers wearing? That's what you're asking? <laughs> Just like what? big jeans. Yeah. Dude, that, I, I still think that that's the best summation of LeBron's career is LeBron Sweat came into the NBA and like big suits and big clothes were in and then they went and out and then he came back in and he's still playing it's basketball. all cyclical, gang. Like, yeah. Spilly Eilish just dresses like LeBron did when he got drafted. Like non-hooded <laughs> sweatshirts. Zoomers love non-hooded sweatshirts. You mean a crew neck? Do they? Crew neck? Crew, neck? crew neck sweatshirts is what I was going uh, for. The yeah. unhooded sweatshirt. I feel like so <laughs> do the millennials. I don't know. The, the circumcised just, sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> but also circumcision is less common now too, Craig. Sir, right. We're not doing, we're not doing, if, I swear to goodness, if email us if you have taste on circumcision, I'm stopping the recording. I'm getting out of the meeting room. We are not going down circumcision alley. DK, uh, if you, if it's you like 50, lose- 50. I feel like one of your next fantasy pun- punishments should be that loser has to go into a store and say, do you guys have any circumcised hoodies? <laughs> circumcised, <laughs> circumcised sweatshirts. <laughs> Wait, well, so oh what God. is, what is a, what would be a turtleneck then? Are t-shirts just a, a circumcised a turtlenecks? T-shirts are circumcised turtlenecks. Now, that's, I don't that's know. That's the same situation. <laughs> what? Botched job. Botched it. <laughs> Oh, who's please. the sweatshirt Moyle? I am I am praying for a goodbye, everyone. I please, good <laughs> lord. Like, so I am like, currently wearing. I'm currently wearing an uncircumcised sweatshirt. <laughs> He's uncut. Yeah. Uncut. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so like you can you can go if you want. So funny. <laughs> All right, goodbye, everyone.
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Vermont, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. 